0: The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle. To live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. welcome back. As you know, this is Craig Gray and you are on the Peacewalker podcast. This is episode number eight. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about group training. Now, you probably don't know me very well, but you're getting to know me on these podcasts and on my blogs and my almost daily emails. If you are part of my um, peacewalkersubscribe.com. If you're not, why don't you visit that site and register so you can be part of that almost daily email and get almost daily emails that include tips, tricks, and tactics of being a protector, uh, learning how to be a peace walker, and living a protector's lifestyle. But anyways, so those of you who do know me out there, you know I'm not that much of a group guy. (laughs) I really am kind of a, a ronin, as many of my... As many of my organizations reflect, um, meaning Ronan Krav Maga, Ronan Martial Arts, Ronan Empowerment Group, this idea of being independent is very important to me. And I think it should be important to you as well, because uh, you should have the ability to be independent and to be self sufficient and to not be needy, because um, oftentimes neediness brings unrest and other conflicts. However, there needs to be a balance, right? There needs to be a balance between you being independent and uh, you working with other people in communities, in a group, in a family, in a relationship. And uh, I'll be real honest, I have, I have struggled with that in varying ways. But that, my friends, is for a different day. This is not a group therapy session. As I say, Krav Maga is therapeutic, not therapy. (laughs) So I got to make that into a shirt one of these days. But anyways, so back to our subject at hand today, which is group training. Um, Many years ago, I started training in yoga. And I struggled with yoga a lot because I, at first, I really didn't enjoy the training much. It was slow, and they used a bunch of terminology that I didn't understand. And uh, It was a struggle getting through but to be honest as i got older um, i saw that i really needed to do it just if i wanted to remain flexible and fluid and my mobility and strength and so forth in a very organized way so i sucked it up a few times and it took me a number of different intro sessions to go through to finally kind of get the ball rolling and get a habit going and uh, it was challenging. But I cannot tell you the benefit, and to be honest with you, I enjoy it now. Um, My instructor, I go to a place here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, called From the Heart Yoga, and some dear friends of mine um, that run it, uh, actually, I got to know, it's Rick and Benji, and Rick, I actually used to do kung fu with for many, many years, um, back a million years ago. And I uh, trained with him and his instructor, uh, Master Yan Ho Lee, who was my instructor as well. And that's how I met Rick. And then through Rick, I met Benji. And Benji, um, she is a very high level yoga instructor. And uh, she's helped me To develop a practice in yoga that has been incredibly beneficial for my martial arts as well as obviously being a protector and being a peace walker. Um, I was no stranger to stretching and strength training and so forth um, as I have done that for many many years. And, uh, and in the Chinese martial arts as well, the Kung exercises and Tai Chi, uh, the breathing exercises and stretching exercises that I've done for uh, decades upon decades. But, uh, but yoga was, was more of a challenge for me just in the, in the structure of it and, and it only being focused on the uh, stretching and breathing and practice of yoga itself uh, took me a while you might be wondering, Craig, what the hell does that have to do with your subject of group training? And here's how. Because if it wasn't for the group, I wouldn't have continued. As a matter of fact, right now, we're smack dab in the middle of this pandemic, and um, we have been doing online training with the yoga, and uh, it's very challenging doing the yoga online Versus doing it live with the group. Now I'll clarify because it's a weird. I'm a weird duck. There's no question there, because I practice every day, and I practice my yoga every day, and I practice my martial arts every day, and and I have my own personal practice that is very important to me. So that part of my training personally never suffered. Um, I'm very content practicing on my own. And if you don't practice on your own you should be practicing on your own no matter what you do if you're a shooter you need to be doing shooting drills that you can do on your own whether it's going to the range or it's doing trigger control drills or drawing drills or you know indexing your weapon or changing your magazine or um dealing with jams or whatever it may be but you need to do your solo training so then when you do group training that you're prepared for it to get the most benefit out of it and especially if you're training defensive tactics and martial arts a lot of people neglect their personal training so when they come to train in a group I'm not saying it's wasted necessarily but you know when I'm when I have a person we can do different drills and different exercises and different scenarios and Uh, different techniques together that largely are based upon the skills and the refinement that I've done on my solo work, meaning, you know, all of my muscle memory and motor skills that I developed with the foundational elements of whatever that movement is, or whatever that transition is, or whatever that combination or, or reversal is. A lot of that stuff I can do alone. And then when I get to train with someone, another body, then we can do different things that move on from that fundamental just getting myself dialed in with my own, my own um, deficiencies and, and so forth. And the same thing with your weight training your conditioning your stretching your mobility training flexibility training those things should support what you're doing in your defensive tactics Um, just like an at well not just like an athlete you're you are an athlete right you may not be an olympic athlete but don't think of yourself as a non-physical being uh, you, If you're doing physical endeavors to a larger or lesser degree, you're an athlete. So if you, you think of yourself that way, another identity, not as deep as the protector identity, but an identity none, nonetheless. If you think of yourself as an athlete and as a physical creature, so to speak, um, and you act accordingly, what exercises can you do that support the movements and the actions that you need to perform when you are uh, doing your defensive tactics in your and in your in your career and your job and your life and so forth. So that is important. And oftentimes this idea of group training is reliant largely upon your personal training. And then from the group training, you know built upon your work as an individual, you get way more out of it. So that's part of it. Is you can get a lot more out of your training if you do both the personal training and the group training. And another aspect of group training is the group will drive you to greater heights that you wouldn't be able to gain alone. Let me say that again, just so you didn't miss it. A group will drive you to greater heights that you would not be obtain, you not be able to obtain alone meaning that the support of the group can help you get through things that would have crushed you as an individual. And there needs to be an ebb and flow with your life. So that group, like my yoga group, right? Yes, I do a daily practice with my yoga, but I would never do the same things as long, as in depth, um, as refined. I wouldn't push myself as much solo as i do with the group training so i'll just be very honest and blunt about my own training with yoga in comparison with yoga my training i do yoga once a week with the group and i do yoga probably five times a week on average solo i don't do it quite every day but pretty much every day i'll probably miss a day or two a week usually um just because things came up but overall i try to do it every day and the same thing with the martial arts training, right? I, I train the martial arts every day. I teach a few days a week. I teach several classes a week. I do um, in normal time, non-pandemic times. I'm doing several seminars or trainings, whether they're with a the police department or I'm doing a martial arts seminar or I'm working with a hospital or a school or some organization that brought me in. So I'm usually doing, I would say, on average, you know, one workshop a week. Now, granted, I wish it was one a week structured like that, but usually it's like three in a row, <laughs> and then I don't have any work for three weeks for that type of workshop, and then I do five in a row, and then I don't do anything for a month and a half. Um, but if I could, but if you average it out, I probably do about one a week ish, take or give, um, and then I also have instructors in that that I train with. Now. Most of those with martial arts anyways and defensive tactics aren't local, um, but I travel to train with my instructors in the various martial arts and defensive tactics um, styles and systems that I train in. So I go and, and train with those groups, and uh, I'm better because of it. In class, we have tests. So we have tests in our in our Krav Maga Academy, and it's about a yearly test, and the whole academy ramps up. And it's cool because I'm part of that too, right? So I'm training harder as well, and I wouldn't ramp up nearly as much if it wasn't for the group helping to motivate me. And the same thing with the individuals. It's really cool to watch the students uh, who train with us develop and push themselves in ways that they wouldn't push themselves alone. not as physically, but mentally, emotionally, socially, which I've been pushed incredibly um, profoundly, socially with people uh, in a good way, usually <laughs> but it's really stretched my limits as again my solo Ronin Knight nature to in this group environment to help me to grow. So here's the tip, trick, and the tactic of the day. Find another group in whatever it is you do. You already have one, right? You already have this group. And if you're not engaged as much as you could be with this group, I welcome you to be a part of it at a bigger level, at a deeper level. It will help everything that you do. Now... Right now, you're listening to the podcast. Have you read my blog? If you go to peacewalkerblog.com, you can read my blog. Are you part of my almost daily email, which is peacewalkersubscribe.com? And then I'll drop an email in your inbox almost every day and give you encouragement, help you to learn different things about being a protector, about being a peacewalker everything from defensive tactics to verbal de-escalation, verbal persuasion, influence skills, leadership skills, training tips, tricks, and tactics that uh, I've learned over a lifetime of training and coaching. And then when you get the opportunity, have you joined the private Peace Walker membership? And that is a very in-depth look of training and skills about not just conflict management but how to live a life of a protector and i'm not going to get into that so much because that is a few steps too far i would recommend that you get on my peace Walker subscribe.com and subscribe for my almost everyday emails that would be a good start when you're on that the next time that i open up my private membership to a select few. Uh, you will get notification of that and kind of stories on what that looks like and so forth. And then you can make your decision whether or not you want to be part of that uh, if you if you need. And things don't stop there. There are many live trainings that, that we do as well for you to get even more involved in the community. And I want to point out that this whole process my whole organization this whole peace walker thing isn't just me we have literally thousands of people out in our community some of them i work with in person live others i've only known online but you're not alone in this and it's not just about you and me it's about our entire community so that's part of it right and then the other part is like i said no matter what you do, if you're a martial artist, make sure that you have a school that you go to locally, that people that you can train with. If you're into yoga, make sure you are involved in a group that trains yoga or Pilates or working out or shooting. If you're a shooter, you know, go get involved with the local gun club. Go do competitions if that's your if that's your thing. But find a group in these different protector to help you grow and expand and keep going so that's my tip trick and tactic of the day thank you very much for joining me and i look forward to seeing you or hearing from you or talking to you (laughs) the next time we get together so take care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon this is craig grace signing out take care One last thing before I go. If you'd like to follow me on my journey of being a peace walker, living a protector's lifestyle, and basically how I've learned over the years to protect myself and have other people's backs and live a safer, more powerful, confident life, then go to peacewalkersubscribe.com and register for my almost daily email. And in doing that, you are all, you're also going to get a free... Street Smart Survival Guide. And that is a guidebook that I wrote. It's 37 pages long and it will give you the most common street scenarios, types of attacks and threats that you find out, hopefully not, but <laughs> that you could run across out in everyday life in the street and a simple defense to them. So it's a good way of starting this journey of being a protector and a peace walker, and living the lifestyle, living the lifestyle of a protector. So there you have it, peacewalkersubscribe.com. And you can join me in my journey, where I'll shoot an email right to your inbox a few times a week, giving you tips, tricks, and tactics, and fun little stories, fun little adventures. <laughs> All right, gang, thanks so much. We'll see you next time, and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.